Well, welcome. <laughs> Bienvenido. <laughs> Good to have you guys here. It is another episode of The Musings of Three Dudes, a discussion on business, life, and family. So welcome, Mr. Good. Doug Metzger and Mr. David McCauley. Good morning, Uncle Good morning. Jody. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we uh, already started before we started the recording. so We uh, always do I'll that. Kinda, I'll kind of well, go backwards and talk about the dude who was wearing the kilt and the boots yeah. with the fur, walking down the street, walking his dog, no shirt, like a mini kilt. And he's walking down the street so proud, so proud of him and his dog and his yeah. boots. And I was like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Did he have a set of bagpipes with him under his arm? (laughs) Oh, under his arm. I thought you were talking about what you wear under your kilt. I I didn't know if that was a euphemism or something. No, I was talking a legitimate bag of pipes. Was that fella packing his bagpipes? (laughs) Wink. Anyway. So when we, the other thing we started on, you always bring us down to the low level, man. You know, it's important to start at a foundation. So uh, we started. We talked. We were talking about. I asked. I asked a question. We're hiring somebody at a place that I'm working, and this person was talking about the distinction between content marketing and traditional marketing and social media marketing, and and. Uh, I asked the question of these experts, uh, you know, what is, how do you, what is the difference between content marketing and sort of the other points of marketing? And then the second question was, and how the hell do you measure it? I mean, yeah. how do you know if it's working or not working? And so, you know, I'm, I'm throwing that out to you guys because I thought the answers were really good. So, Yeah. Um, so I know that you guys have some good examples with this too. Um, for me, <clears throat> in content marketing, I mean, Content marketing is part of the traditional marketing mix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but marketing, uh, content marketing is probably less direct, but then can be direct. Okay. Uh, so you know, you may be pitching a product, but you're not doing it from the angle of buy this product; it will help your business. You can use it through other strategies. So, for example, blo- you know, blogging, vlogging, podcasting. Um, and through social media, promoting those kinds of things. So, so it's not specifically, you know, hey, buy my crap. Right. It's not specifically. It can be. But in this case, mm. you know, what we're trying to do as a marketer is just try to address the, the buyer in their journey, as we call it, the buyer's journey. And the idea is to put it. That's without, a great way to look at it. Yeah. It's like think about yourself for a minute and say, put yourself in the buyer's shoes. So let's keep it simple. Uh, I want to remodel my bathroom. So how do you go and figure out who to hire for remodeling your bathroom? So you might do some preliminary online research. You're going to go mm-hmm. ask your friends and family, people who've done it. You're going to start creating maybe a list of guys you want to consider or companies you want to consider to remodel your bathroom. You so, don't go to the yellow pages? <laughs> what is that? What? It's funny. We, we get the book to the house and the boys are like, Dad, somebody left a book in our front porch. <laughs> well, that's the yellow yeah. pages. Yeah, what that, do you use that's it your monitor yeah. stands. So. Exactly. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Early on, that was what you sat on. I, I remember I was working for, I was, I was helping on a nonprofit and I looked at their marketing budget and they had something like $500 a year allocated to the yellow pages and I was like easy slice out I mean, I mean and they had no social pro- they had no social presence yeah. at all so it was like let's roll this into social presence Let's start there. But how will they find us if we're not in the yellow pages? But, you know, the guy that was doing it, I don't want to point out generational differences, but the guy that was doing it comes from a very traditional marketing background, and he was in real estate. No, point out generational differences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the people reading that ad 
can't read anymore. Their eyes are so right, bad, right. and they've got somebody at a home reading it for right, them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Siri, who should I call to have my... Well, <laughs> and that's legitimate, right? I mean, I, and it gets down to your question is, you know, what is the difference between content mar- marketing? Because we've reached, we've reached an evolution in marketing mm-hmm. and business storytelling mm-hmm. in a way that um, is really, it's driving... Customers are looking for how you're going to solve their problem, right? Right. And so if you can put things into a context of how you've solved a problem in this scenario, it will drive indirectly people to your business that have a similar problem. Right. Like, for example, a year ago, actually almost 18 months ago, um, a potential prospect reached out to us and said, look, I will buy your product, RoadFS, if you can show me that I can scan and invoice 20 cars, maybe 30 cars an hour. Wow. I'm like, oh, piece of cake. Mm-hmm. So Rod and I just off the cuff went out. We lined up four cars in the parking lot, and we said, all right, hey, this is Rod Pusey with uh, Zimware. We're going to demonstrate Rotafest and how we can do a lot walk. And mm-hmm. so he went out. He scanned the VIN on four cars. He added the services, assigned the text, and we did four cars in two and a half minutes. Nice. And so then we sent that video to the customer. The right. customer signed it. I'm like, hey, we got to put that on Facebook. Yeah. So I uploaded that to Facebook, <laughs> and we've had hey, 754,000 views on that thing. Wow. Right? Wow. Indirect, and we probably get legitimately two to three leads a, a week out of it. Right. So, and, it, and it's really interesting because it, it really, it wasn't some bright brainstorm of Jody <laughs> that, hey, let's do this. It was a customer came to us with a problem and we were able to show and turn how we could story. solve and turn it into a and, story yeah. mm-hmm. and that resonated with other people. So in, in, in your guys' experience, is, is a good way to look at content marketing based on, I mean, a good way to generate that? Like, what should we say? What should we post? Just kind of talk to your customers and get them to tell you why they well, would or would not buy. I, I would say what Jody just did is mm-hmm. is the ideal situation for a content marketer in that right talk to the customer or talk to if you can't talk to the customer within your own business mm-hmm. talk to the sales guys because mm-hmm. those sales guys can say oh these are the top five questions I get from my customers about XYZ product and you say okay great so if you talk to all your sales guys absent the ability to talk to customers mm-hmm. you know they can give you a t- Hundreds of ideas on what customers. What are, are the asking. top five things you're talking about? Huh. Right, right, and what? Yeah, what are the big questions you have? So now you can turn that around into tons of different content, not only to help you market, but also to help make your website stickier or more sticky for the, for those searches, right? So the idea being being found online, right? So the whole thing is, if you're a sales guy, say, oh, I need people want to know how fast you can scan. Great, you've just created a video. Now you can go and turn that around to. Uh, maybe a competitive, an FAQ kind of thing or Q&A that you want to supply to customers or arm your sales team with when it comes to choosing a product like yours that does this. Oh, this is, this is, these are the top things you want to look, top 10 things you want to look for in this. So now you become an infographic that you can share on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, it's that video you just put up on Facebook. You should put it on YouTube. Um, then it becomes a blog topic. If you're blogging, plug that into a blog topic, share that through your channels, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, that's where you, you create that one thing and then syndicate it through a bunch of different vehicles because people have different ways of consuming stuff. Yeah. Now, the other thing to think about, so that, that, that's 
should frame this all in the, the, the context and to keep it simple is, you know, there's a funnel, if you will, uh, the sales funnel, but mm-hmm. along the buyer's journey, and I'll keep it simple, which is, you know, for me, thank you. you. Yeah, <laughs> is is you know the awareness stage, right? Of I've got this problem. How do I fix it? And so they're going to look around. They're going to call. They're going to ask. Then you got this consideration thing about oh, now I'm narrowing down. Who do I want to partner with or buy from to do to, to solve this problem? And then finally, decision. So awareness, consider dis- consideration, decision. So that decision point is, I've weeded it down to, you know, Zenware. I'm calling them. I'm mm-hmm. buying. I'm okay. doing whatever. I'm engaging. So the other. Okay. So the other question is, so, you know, the old joke in marketing, I know that 50% of my marketing is working. I just don't know which 50%. Yeah, or even 20%. Yeah, or even 20%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're, we're bringing this person on, and that's a great, by the way, that is a great leaping off point for any sort of sales process or sales journey is to start even before, start at the very beginning, start before they're even thinking about buying you and telling a really good friggin' story. Um, that's just really good for the, for the group that we're hiring for because they do a terrible job of telling the story. The second piece I wanted to ask was about measurement. Yeah. Before How, you before you go to the measurement, I, yeah. I I think because I think that's really no, go, ultimately go. where we want to go. I think one of the things, especially in that generational bias that that sometimes we see, is that how do you, how do you create content that is relevant that's not salesy and pitchy? Because what I'm finding is that a lot of times we sit there and go, oh. You know, what what should we create? And a mm-hmm. lot of people, especially like Zimmer, we do custom software development. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you tell a story around <laughs> that, right? That is really hard to tell a story. Versus with RotaFest, I had somebody come to me with mm-hmm. a problem, yeah. and I'm like, I know how to solve that, and I know how to show it, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of businesses are struggling with telling their own story. Yeah, and and yeah, then they yeah. end up like, so if, if, if I go to my Facebook feed, and I can tell there's a couple companies that are local that I really like what they do, but they will dump 12 or 13 Facebook updates within six minutes. Right. And my entire feed is stupid thing they're doing here. Buy this thing. This is on sale. Okay. Buy okay. this thing. Okay. This is on sale. And that's it's social media. It's yeah. not vomit media. Right. It and correct. It, it's it's freaking useless. Yeah. I hate it. I, you know, it comes back to your your strategy, right? Okay. So, backing way up, what's your goal? Okay, and, and I know, okay, we want to create more sales. But you, you have to take it from today where the customer doesn't want to be explicitly sold to. There is a place for it where you can put, you know, players, you know, put your sponsored ads out there. And actually today with Facebook, for example, if you want a little more presence, you've got to do sponsored ads, whether it's promoting a product or just promoting your brand. But the question is, is what's your unique value proposition as a business? And then it trickles down to what's our story or what's our pitch in, in 30 seconds or less. Or two sentences. How do we how do we say that story mm-hmm. on on who we are in your Facebook page, right? On a company description, but also then it translates into well, then how do we want to go about telling that story or reinforcing that pitch? So you're looking at things like like for example, T Sheets does a great job on that, where they will do stuff where they post tons of content on on uh, you know how does your time tracking or how many hours a week do you work versus the time tracking. That, that somebody else does. So in mm-hmm. other words, they're using subtle yeah. ways of saying... They do a great job at that. Yeah, and so so the question is, how do you tell that story without being salesy? And there's a yeah. place, again, like for those sponsored ads that, that are salesy. But at the end of the day, for that daily feed kind of stuff, it's 
what's happening in your business? What, what's the story you want to tell with customer success? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the customer problems you've sold today or, or solved today? Those kinds of things. Well, and, and I think the, the thing that, that I find intriguing about content marketing is that it inherently builds, if you do it right, and it, it, it inherently builds a level of trust, trust. for the people, right? Because yes. we, we are in an, a day and age where people, there's so much content, there's so much information available around any industry that people tend to do their own research, right? And so by the time they call you, they've already looked at your website, they've uh-huh. looked at your Facebook page, they've mm-hmm. looked at your social media feed, and they're and like... they probably talk to other people. And they've they talked talk to other, other people, yeah. and they go... Those guys know the business. Yeah. It's like last night I got a call at literally 8 o'clock at night Yeah, from somebody in Florida. Wow. And I'm like going, I'm picking up the phone going, hmm, yeah. is this a sales call right. or what? But I just, so I'm kind of being a little guarded For in sure. a way, yeah. which is bad on my part, right? I should have just been, and it ends up being a prospective customer, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because the two things that I find is that if you can align yourself with a perceived influencer in the industry or a leader in the yeah. market, yeah. that has a lot so of credibility. That, does that in, count inside the world of content marketing? I think yeah. it does. To, to build a partnership with somebody who's a thought leader. So they yes. do the content, but you just align? Right. You yeah. sort of draft off of their yeah. expertise and their people their trust reputation. them. They trust you. So you sort of get this... Um, electrical transposition synergy exactly and so she reached out and she said I see that you do that you do the the solution for the probably the premier leader in automotive detailing along the eastern seaboard and that's uh, Tefsil and I said well you know actually we we've developed something custom specific to them I cannot show you what they've done but we've done this road of fest thing <laughs> and we ended up having I mean you figure it's 10 o'clock her time right and we talked till for 35 minutes okay yeah in fact my phone <laughs> battery died <laughs> and had to go plug it in and oh, call no. her back Jody has an iPhone right? yes I do battery it really sucks so that's why you will never see an Apple product that works your heart because the battery life it would work great and then you'd just be oh man I feel so uh, I'm dead. but but it reinforced to me that the power of an influencer yeah. for some because mm. she hadn't seen our video and I sent her out I go why don't you send your husband out and look at this video real quick while you and I talk mm-hmm. so she and I are talking, and he goes, oh, crap, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so um, so then we it led to a really long conversation, and yeah. we're going to have a follow-up thing. But it really emphasized to me the power of yeah. influence, influencers yes. and content, so in, and content in, marketing. Inside the world of content marketing is this sense of earning trust by telling a story. Right. And then also drafting off of the trust that other people have in other people it's, so it's, that you're you're sort of improving your content and your story by aligning yourself with a great story that your clients tell and thought leaders who are not specifically pitching a product they are just considered experts in the field it's trust and credibility mm-hmm. okay um, and they give you both they can help give you both they can those. help give you both All right. yeah so that's what you're trying to build is a foundation of trust and credibility right. not uh, not just sell people crap right. Right. okay no I, I so that 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 helps me in understanding when when this person is thinking through okay here's the content marketing piece here's the 
here's how we roll social media into that, and then here's the the, the normal traditional marketing piece. So can we can we go to how do you measure that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how do you know it's working? Okay, so how do you know it's working? Um, so first of all, you have to get. I think um, you have to get. Oh, time's up. Yep. Did you hear that? Time's team? up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my last. That so that reminds me of my toaster oven when I was in college. That ding. It would ding, ding. when stuff was done. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to take you off track. <laughs> toaster. Oh, oven. toaster's done. <laughs> <laughs> you know they have a mute button on the on the. Yeah, I, I, I'm like God. Every time it goes that? off, I get hungry. It's like Pavlov. sorry, sorry. Like, we are so me. trained. Yeah, <laughs> like oh 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 oh, pizzas. Yeah, you know the little, little uh, yeah. what are the French bread pizzas, yeah, that little little ones, Tostino yeah. kind of, or or uh, oh God, I can't remember. What were they? They were like in a red box, yeah. and they were those little pizza bread, French bread pizzas. Oh, Stouffer's, no, Stouffer's, mm. French bread pizza. Okay, back to the measurement thing. Okay, sorry about sorry. that. Sorry. Uh, so measurement. measurement. Okay, so first of all, the good thing is is you have several properties, right? Let's just say a Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and mm-hmm. you have your website. So we have to keep keep in mind a couple things. And maybe we don't want to go there, but there's rented properties or, or free properties, which are the Facebook, Twitters, mm-hmm. Instagrams, LinkedIn's. And then you have your owned properties, which is your website. Your okay? .com. Your yeah, your uh, .com. Um, okay. So it's the best thing to do in the strategy of things is bring everything back to your website, right? Drive everything back. So you could do like a teaser Facebook post or LinkedIn post or Twitter post with a link back to specific landing pages on your site, whether they're custom landing pages for that specific campaign or driving back to your blog or whatever that, that content is, blog, vlog, video, blah, blah, blah. Um, but to measure, so so you're you're gonna have analytics coming in from different tools. So whatever you're using, in this case, let's say Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, they have really great analytics on there. It tells you your reach of your post, how many people have interacted with your post, likes, shares. It's phenomenal. Yeah, their their reporting engine's phenomenal. Yeah, and it's even it's even better when it comes to your ads. You know, when you're when you're when you're paying for paid ads. Okay. Yes. And then the, the other part is that you have to take into consideration that sometimes you're not gonna depending on how your business is set up, you're not gonna have that direct link between. Oh, here's someone's journey from Facebook ad to our <laughs> landing page to click to buy and right. buy ten products. You can you can set up like your your window. Okay, so we're launched this campaign for thirty days, June one to June thirty, and we saw an uptick in our sales, and you can attribute it to those sales that uptick. Unless you've got really sophisticated, uh, you know, metrics or CRM that's following mm-hmm. that trail. At the end of the day, though, when it comes to content marketing, you're going to be looking at a couple of other things. You can look at your website. You're going to see inbound traffic. So Google Analytics will tell you where that traffic's coming from, whether it's referred sites on third-party sites like mm-hmm. a Facebook or Twitter, or it's coming off of, let's say, someone else you've got a partnership with that might be reposting some of your stuff. You'll okay. see that coming in. But then you can see how much how much time they're spending on your on a specific blog post or video. You can see that kind of data through your Google Analytics. Okay. So I'd say I recommend any business you know, set up your analytics first after you've got your website set up, and because then from there that's the springboard to everything you're doing from blogging, any activity on your website, but also when it comes to marketing, whether you're doing Google Ads okay. or you're employing a thing called retargeting or remarketing on your own website. So what that means well, that's a whole other ball of wax. But what that <laughs> does is, let's say you're running a specific campaign on a certain product. And you've got you're driving people to a blog to, to, or a vlog to see the video on this thing, and they can click a button that says "I want to learn more." <clears throat> well, you can use retargeting as a pixel that sits on your website, and when they come to that site, and let's say they don't click on that button, right? The, the action you want is click on that button so you get a lead. You know, you get someone to say, "I want to know more." Mm-hmm. Give me a sales rep. 
and they can fill out a form in exchange for something or sure. just to get a consultation. But the other thing is, as you can see, that they hit the page but then bounced out. Well, now you can turn on retargeting, so it drives those that advertising campaign that brought them there in the first place. It re it sets it back up in their their wow. feed, so it can say, "Hey, we we haven't seen you in a while. Why don't you come back and check this out?" And it reinforces that huh. campaign message through other Google Display uh, network participants, Facebook. You know, websites, LinkedIn, any of their searches, Amazon.com, that kind of thing. That's why you see those. You've done a search for like, I want to go to Zappos and I want to see, you know, I want to find the latest old man shoes, the big ones, with the big soles <laughs> and the, the Velcro on them. Yep. And then you go into Amazon or some other place and, and it follows magically you they're up they there. Follow you. Follows yeah. you, yes. Yeah, that's so, what's called retargeting. Yeah. So, but you measure that performance okay. on you know how people are seeing the ad, how many are responding to the ad. And then hopefully you can attribute that to sales. So, so you sort of gather in mass at the free real estate, right? Yeah. The free properties, and then you begin to track a little more detail when they come to owned yeah. properties, and so that helps you move from content marketing into down the pathway of more traditional marketing. Then, then, then well, okay, I think, and then I you start measuring when do, when do you, when do you get? Does it ever? Uh, question. Does it ever? Is it ever? possible to go from this content piece drove this behavior to our this traffic to our website yeah which drove this traffic to our store which drove this traffic to somebody to talk to a salesperson which drove this traffic traffic for them to actually freaking buy something yeah uh, is, is that a link is, that's that's possible is that like fantasy land no 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 uh, that's if somebody but if it is it is what we call in software development happy path yeah, yeah. It's the, like the, the ideal yeah. path is like they click this and they click this and they click this, and the reality is they're going to come from friggin' everywhere. Depends on how sophisticated your tools are. Okay. That that's the that's okay. the determiner. That, that's I mean, the challenge. I mean, you're going to like a dynamic CRM platform or something like that. I would say the majority sure. of people are not. No, mid-sized small or small businesses, they're not going to have that sophistication. That's where Google Analytics comes in. Okay, it can help you at least okay. see who's come to what page from where. And how often they st- how long they stayed on that page and what they did. Yeah, the the two that I find most valuable are the Facebook <coughs> ad manager, all the mm-hmm. all the just the power that I get in the information that <coughs> yeah. they provide, yeah. and also Google Analytics because I can see the spe- a specific page how long <coughs> somebody was on that page, really? okay. and then where they went from that page. Yeah. Okay, you can see the. And flow. that's really what what the power of that is. So I, I was working with a, a client in the South. And uh, they're a mattress company. Yeah. And we asked them, so can you share with us all your owned properties? And so they shared with us all the, the you know, here's the free, here's our Twitter page, here's all this stuff. Sure. And then we looked at their owned properties. And maybe this is just the mattress in- industry, but they also owned bestqualitymattressreviews.org. Oh. Best quality. And, and their competition owned other review sites. Right. And so the review sites look like they are third-party advocates, consumer advocates, uh, independent. But magically, their mattress for price performance was always better than their competition's mattress. And on the competition's review website. So so that's sort of a nefarious use of uh, content management and uh, content marketing, right? Because it's it's a a supposed trusted third-party, a supposed trusted uh, reviewer, and a supposed trusted uh, process, and the reality is, is not trusted at all. It's yeah. I mean, that goes to that 
you know that 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 was a tactic or a, strat- a tactic that companies would employ. To yeah, drive it's, oh, it's huge in the mattress. Yeah, the mar- well, but the margins on mattresses are eighty. Uh, I still wonder, like, how 80%. many people. I mean, when I look around this town at all the mattress firms and other businesses around here, I go, how many people need mattresses on an ongoing basis? Like, oh, you need to get it rotated, like yeah, like every two years. Like no, no, no. It's like your air filter in your house. You yeah. Every every you know you spring forward, you get a new mattress. You fall back, ma- you get a new mattress. They have these like these big <laughs> office spaces and these big showrooms with two or three people. And you never see people. anybody. In and them. you never see anybody in there. And I'm like, how do you run this model? So but, so the reality is, it's money laundering for that. Right. I mean, that's really Reddit, what it Reddit is. Reddit was and posting that, going, yeah, the mattress is bad. Oh, really? companies were like, you know. <laughs> yeah, All right, so, so that's the nefarious use of content marketing. So you have to be so have judicious to be careful. and careful how that yeah. works. So you wanted to talk a little bit about LinkedIn because um, oh, yeah, yeah. that as a free piece of real estate and as an opportunity to do content marketing, um, you know, how are we using LinkedIn? Yeah. Who uses LinkedIn? That sort of, was that? Well, I was going to go into how we, how we all, we should probably say that for another episode, but okay. uh, we, we just talk about like how we use LinkedIn as professionals or maybe how we don't yeah. use LinkedIn because there's a ton of stuff I could gripe about, you know, as far as invitations <laughs> and that kind of thing. But LinkedIn actually to go to that whole content side of it, LinkedIn's a really great pl- platform for, for content marketing because you on your own personal profile profile can can write content and post it there. Or you can even do the the better thing to do is do part of the post there and say read more here and then yeah. drive it back to your site. Yeah. Um, but then also you, as a company you can do the same thing. You can leverage the platform so you're writing the content on your blog and then you can set it up so it's, it's triggered and, mm-hmm. and deployed to your Well you you your use LinkedIn, LinkedIn page. pretty well. Yeah, I think it I do. matches yeah, yeah. with yeah. your yeah. not that I stalk you but I think it matches really well with your Twitter feed for the work you're doing and your LinkedIn seem to kind of mirror each other and yeah. play off each other. How, yeah. Are you using them so cross-functionally? That, or I, yeah, I am using them cross-functionally. And um, some people would argue, oh, that's not good. But, but I think that it goes back to that personal brand, depending on where you are in that in the space. So, for example, you know, I, I'm working for, for an employer, right? And the thing is, is I love technology. And so the great thing about it is it allows me to share content that's relevant to, to my industry. Mm-hmm. And I can share it with people that I've connected with that are also in that industry. So yeah. it's really relevant to them there. And I think that helps as a business or a business owner or as a professional posting that time irrelevant content related to your industry. It helps reinforce that you're a subject matter expert in these areas. And, and you've that, read this stuff. And that hits on a really good thing. And I think this is what we've... We're kind of, you know, for years in the traditional marketing, it was, I'm knocking on doors, I'm calling you, you know, three times a week or three times a month, whatever the number was. And people were consistently in your face trying to sell you, but they weren't bringing anything that was relevant. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what content marketing has done is it's provided an avenue for me to on the side bring content that is relevant to a potential customer without dogging them all the time on the phone right Right. because I'm consistently bringing a message that is relevant and pertinent and timely to them so that when they are ready to go out and look for a vendor of choice Mm -hmm. I'm going to have tons of content that they've either already reviewed or that they can kind of cull through in their service and go, oh, you know what? Wow, these guys, they talked about this aspect. They talked about this. They solved this solution. I, I need to call them, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And so that's really what I think content marketing has really evolved in that it's it's, it's kind nurturing. of changing. Yes, it's nurturing the relationship before you even talk to them, right? 
right? And so, so how much? I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just think it's evolving that we're seeing an evolution of the way mm-hmm. we sell mm-hmm. in in our day and age. And, and, so as consumers, sorry, David, oh, and how we re- consume. As consumers, we're not responding to uh, those more to the those, point. Those yes. emails, the, the direct methods. We're not responding as much to emails, the calls, the texts, because we don't want to be we don't want to be interrupted. The interruptive oh. stuff. So yeah. we're. We're taking that other approach of I'll do it on my own time rather than interrupting, getting my time and schedule interrupted. So, so if you think about uh, budgets as time and money, mm-hmm. as a percentage of time and, a, and money, how much time and money should you spend on content marketing, traditional marketing? Um, That's a good question. Is there, is there like a rule of thumb? Well, it's um, interesting. Um, I was just reading this study. I wish I had the number. Um, it was in Forbes. And uh, does it relate to maturity of the organization? I, too? I think it does. Uh, okay. to the maturity of the brand, right? Yeah. So if, if I were a new brand starting out today, I'm going to say uh, I, I would do stuff like focusing on you know your, your logo, your design, your website, uh-huh. blah blah blah. Uh, like a, so, you could do that and start with the foundation, right? So let's get your Facebook property set up, or if it's a business business play, LinkedIn's probably a better space, and so is Twitter. Um, but it also helps to have that Facebook presence. Um, but if you're more consumer oriented, you're going to want to explore other consumer mm-hmm. channels like Snapchat or. or or Instagram, um, but it doesn't prevent you from actually having, if you're B2B, going into Snapchat or Instagram either. Actually, it pays off. So, for example, you guys could use, if you're going to a trade show, you can go and play around with Snapchat filters at the event so people can take, take and share snaps <laughs> with, like, your logo on an overlay. It costs money to do it, but you can right. do that. Oh, that's... <clears throat> but, you know, set the foundation first. Like, set... set and also be realistic. So if you're a one-person show or a two-person show, at the end of the day, how much content can you generate, right? You've got to focus on other stuff, generating leads and, and, and running the business. So you have to keep be realistic about that marketing approach. So you go, okay, you know what? I'm going to pick one channel. We're not going to open up all of them. We're just going to pick one channel we're going to communicate on, whether that's our blog and we're going to syndicate that on shared platforms or rented mm-hmm. free platforms like LinkedIn, for example. Um, and and. But the key to the content marketing is is consistency. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's have that cadence, you know, whether it's once a month. I mean, the same thing goes with podcasting. Yeah. You know, uh, people look forward to those weekly shows, right? But if you sell, set that expectation of we'll be every once in a while, cool. Then they'll know that the next time it comes up, great. But some of their guys will set it up as a weekly thing, yep. whether it's yeah. podcasting, blogging, etc. So figure out, pick your time that's realistic. You know, that's not going to kill that you, you can commit to on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think basis. that's really important with, especially, you know, if you're going to do consistent content marketing, that you pick a day that you're releasing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I also think, I think one of the things that a lot of businesses miss, and one that I'm constantly looking for, is being able to capture the moments when things happen yeah. in your business, right? right. There, Because there are things. The, the challenge is, quite honestly, is I want to pull out my phone and I want to be recording pretty much all the time, yeah. right? But <laughs> people, they, they, not everybody's comfortable no. with that, right? right? And so I have to be kind of considerate of that thing because I want to share because I know that if I'm constantly recording, I'm going to capture something that is really relevant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a different, you know, I, I can't be, uh, you know, Gary V with a, yeah, a guy yeah, yeah, next yeah. to me that's yeah. recording everything I say, right. right? And so, you know, as as we're evolving and creating that content, recognize that there's a lot of content that's happening every day in your business. You just got to capture it, mm-hmm. right? Right, and go look, guys. I'm not trying to embarrass you or whatever. I'm trying to tell the story because the story right. is relevant 
to what we're trying to serve our customers yeah. at. Yeah. And so I was talking to a, a marketing company in Oregon, and they have a client who is a young guy. He all he does is repair chimneys. Yeah, that's all he does, and you know he doesn't have time to write stuff he's not going to write stuff he doesn't have a website he doesn't do those things but they convinced him to start a Facebook page and do Instagram and all he does is short he does a photo before during and after cool and then he does short videos in between while they're doing the work great and that's all he does yeah and every communication every client he gets everything everybody says oh I saw your thing on Instagram so and so shared it on Instagram and so I need to hire you. Yes. And I saw the phone. All he does is tag it with a phone number, tag it with his uh, email address. He never answers his email, by no. the way. And <laughs> people get in touch with him yeah. via cell phone and all sorts of things. So that's 100% of his marketing yeah. is that. That's, that's good. all he does. That's good. That's good. That's awesome. So, so That's um, really good. That was... That was my, my question. So did we... Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that was a great question. I think it's one that a lot of people wrestle with. I mean, you know, they're trying to figure out how to tell a story. Yeah. And, and really, it comes down to telling a good story. It is. It is. It's and, all about storytelling. Yeah, it's always great. Well, guys, thanks that as always got, for... I appreciate it. Yeah, I gotta, it's great. I, I, I'm just thinking through how are we going to measure this person's success what are we missing and what can they add and where should we be focused and uh, and I just realized I, was, I gotta I figure out a way to afford Doug oh. <laughs> no he was great no I, I appreciate that guy that. is a wealth of knowledge so. you, you spewed I so much stuff. good yeah, stuff that's good. that I was like oh I'm glad we're recording it yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> go back and listen again I yeah. may actually go back uh, and listen to yeah, it yeah unbelievable so, awesome yeah. well thank you guys, guys. thanks nice. uh, yeah, as thank always you. we will catch you Catch you guys next week for yeah. another episode of The Musings of Three Dudes. Awesome. awesome. Always an awesome discussion on business, life, and family. Today was all business, yeah. so yeah. we'll catch you next week. Awesome. Right, thanks. thanks, guys. See ya.